Welcome into another edition of Priming the Pump, the podcast from Ag Spray Equipment. I'm your host, Jason Danley. Thank you so much for joining us for today's podcast. And uh, we will be featuring Doug Applegate of Praxidine. Uh, and we'll be talking about a fantastic product that they have out uh, called the MixMate. And uh, we'll learn more about that. You can always go online to find out more uh, about uh, the MixMate from Praxidine. First of all, I want to say thank you to each and every one of our listeners out there checking out this podcast, sticking with us. We've had a little bit of a summer break, if you will, uh, a.k.a. it is tough to get people tied down to do a podcast in the summertime uh, when people are taking vacations or just genuinely uh, busy with family and and, and you know, wrapping up summer plans and all sorts of stuff there. So uh, we took a little more extended break than what I would have liked uh, on the podcast, but we've got some very good episodes coming up, including our one uh, today. As always, uh, be sure to uh, spread the information about priming the pump. Let your friends and family and everybody that you know out there uh, in on the secret that is priming the pump. Uh, the uh, podcast from Ag Spray Equipment. So, uh, with that said, let's let's go ahead and get going. Let's we'll not waste any more time. Joined now on the podcast uh, by Doug Applegate uh, with Praxidine, and well, there's a, a few things that we're going to talk about. Not only just their products, but how they led into things uh, for their business. Doug, thank you very much for uh, coming on the podcast with us here today. This is something that's kind of fun to do, and I'm looking forward to our conversation. Absolutely, Doug. Well, I came across your product. Oh, geez, it's it's been well over a year ago now, and have, have kind of. Uh, grown an interest in it, and then uh, as a company, Agspray Equipment, you know, we have we've worked with you to get the word out uh, about Praxidine and the new MixMate Fusion and and some of the different products that you have. But before we get into breaking down, you know, some of the great things that, that you guys are doing, I I kind of want to give our listeners an opportunity to learn a little bit about you and in your family, you know, just. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your your personal history in ag and and, and things leading up uh, to the start of this company and, and what you're doing now. How how'd that all get started? We farm, so we have a farming operation here, and and um, you know if I wouldn't have been a farmer, I probably would have been an engineer. So it's always been something that I've enjoyed, you know, building things through the years. Well, so our two sons, uh, we brought them up. Uh, building things. So they were welding, you know, when they were eight or nine years old and in grade school, they were programming microcontrollers and we just, you know, got them started off doing all of these kinds of things that we like to do. And it eventually led to bigger 4-H projects and bigger FFA projects. And um, I think it was in 2004 we'd bought a new planter and we needed a better seed tender to load this planter. So I think in 2005, Brent would have been uh, a freshman in college and Luke was a sophomore in high school. Um, they built a seed tender for us. And so Brent built the machine. It was holds four pro boxes and they're on a scale and uh, so he built the mechanical side of it with hydraulic drives and the engine and all for the augers and things. And, and Luke built the computer system that went on it and it tracked the inventory. And um, you could, uh, from the little computer out at the end of the auger, so let's say you're up on the planter, you could punch in, I need 
seven bags of seed out of the third box or something like that. And it would measure that out and deliver it and keep track of the inventory in that box. And that led to, you know, one step, you know, led to another, uh, kind of led to a liquid version of that same kind of thought process where we can mix chemicals. And um, anyway, so kind of as time went along, uh, both the boys, you know, got their engineering degrees and and went out and worked in the industry. And Brent had the opportunity to intern at Kinsey and then went on to was a test engineer for North America at Kloss, who did lots of combines and combine control systems on the header control and some of the things that he worked on. And and Luke went to Coon North America and did. Um, uh, worked on a vertical feed mixer for them, is developing a new mixer. And anyway, as time went along, that both both of them came back to the farm. And, and, and of course, everybody knows it's not just an easy thing to grow your farming operation. And so uh, we really liked, we kind of wanted to do something in manufacturing. They had that experience. Uh, Luke, in particular, was more focused on mechanical design at that point. And, and then Brent had done some embedded control type things with cloth and had perhaps a bit more experience there when the time came along. And anyway, um, we decided to do mixed mate. And so Brent started in on that, um, a little bit part-time before he left class, but, uh, then came home and he had the opportunity to rent a farm. And uh, he started working on this, you know, part-time. And so he worked on that for a while. Well, then as we're getting into this a little deeper, uh, Luke called one day and said, I would kind of like to come back and join the team. And, and of course, you know, you got brothers, so you got to figure out how this is all going to work. <laughs> and, and which they are amazing together. I mean, one tempers the other and they just work so well together. But here's what big brother said to little brother. He said, uh, uh, I want to give you a skills test because he was going to be coming back to do software. And he said, so he set him up with the programming environment and, uh, and said, when you're ready, I'm going to give you a test. And if you pass the test, you can come work. So it was something like a Wednesday, he set him up and then, I think it was like on Friday or Saturday, he says, okay, I'm ready to do the test. And he passed the test. So anyway, it was a good thing. Uh, it didn't take him long to get up to speed on programming in the Android. And and uh, anyhow, and, and largely a lot of things we do around here, we're self-taught. So it's like, um, it's not, can I do this? We're going to do this and figure it out. It's kind of the way things work around here. So there's a whole lot of things that these guys have knowledge about well beyond their engineering degrees because they've just taken upon themselves to learn it. And actually a lot of that happened when they were very young, you know, they were already set on that path to do these kinds of things. And so that's kind of how uh, this thing kind of got rolling, you know, it was kind of, let's do this. And, and it just has grown from there. You know what, what I, I have to comment on, you said, you know, if I wasn't uh, going to be a farmer, 
uh, I was going to be an engineer, and that sounds like, you know, it's, it's kind of permeated through your family. You know, I, I think my grandfather would have said the same thing, but he, I think his engineering is mostly with baling wire, duct tape, uh, leftover <laughs> bale string, things like But I think the, 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 the spirit that is out there in farming is, uh, much like you said, hey, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, go research this for six hours and hire the best expert out there. I'm going to try to figure this out myself first. And if I can do it, then, mm-hmm. then, then I will do it. So kudos to you and your family, especially at a young age, getting into projects like this as a, as a sophomore in high school. I think my sophomore in high school uh, FFA project was I built two feed bunks for our dairy cattle. So not as much uh-huh. engineering, but uh, still uh, something to take on, uh, especially at, at that age when you know, some of those, the wiring, the engineering, the all of that, maybe not as at the fingertips as what it can be today with the, the technology, you know, that's out there and just has, uh, as things have changed, uh, you know, from two years ago to six years ago to 10 years ago, right. uh, we're in a completely right. different age when it comes to what you can do on a, on an Android pad. How, how did you, as, as the father... How did you first think of that when they started to say, all right, we're going to do this, we're going to program it, and a device just like your phone you're going to be able to have right there and it's going to do all this? Was that an easy concept for you to grasp, or were you a little taken back by just how far uh, technology had come and, and what it could do in, in, in this sense? Well, we started out with, you know, we, we used some prototyping-type computers, and I was learning some of this programming right along with uh, Brent and Luke. So I, I've been to um, take in like a couple of years of night classes of digital electronics. So I understand how to build a computer. And then um, I've taken some programming classes along the way, too. So, you know, I've got some experience there. And um, so what we started out with some kind of prototyping type equipment. We used a Windows-based tablet to control things. And we had really felt that the architecture needed to be based off custom-built electronics. Well, we got into this thing a little ways, and we were out showing equipment to people at some shows. We went to shows way too early because, you know, at the beginning, we think you can build a prototype really fast, but to go to a production model something, there's just a huge amount of engineering that has to be done. And, of course, it the time you don't realize all of that so we kind of gotten out to some shows and and doing a few things we went to infoag in 2011 and you know we just had a prototype really at that point and anyway but it really gave us an insight into what people needed in their problems and things like that doing the shows but back to the development of all that i had enough knowledge that i could you know it's kind of like I could read the software, but I couldn't write it at that stage. So, you know, I was kind of deep into architecture and things with them. So, you know, I got to walk that walk with them. And, um, but there's no way I keep up with that today. I mean, things have evolved so much with that. I'm just kind of dangerous. I can understand it. <laughs> well, that's what you have to do. I mean, I, in a previous life, I, I built websites and, and, and did, did some of that stuff and, uh, I, I certainly understand from the, the day one when I started doing that to 12 years later when I got out of it on a day-to-day basis, the amount of knowledge that went into that 12 mm-hmm. years uh, had changed vastly. And then to think 
exponentially how that has changed in the last 10 years. I mean, every six months, there's some yeah. sort of major update that changes the way that you were doing things previously or a new piece of software comes out that's going to uh, speed things up or allow you to add options. So you have to go rewrite an entire program. I mean, to, to think that what you're doing, and granted, it, it's not a vast array of products that you're working with, but to be able to keep up on the technological end of that uh, is, right. is pretty amazing. And, and, and it's a full-time job probably just for you know one of your sons or one person at your company, I would imagine. Uh, multiple people. So <laughs> uh, at one point, we had five people writing software, and that was for two or three years, people writing, working together. And so, um, yeah, there's a big amount of software behind that and we're working on scrapping all of that work because we're developing a whole new software platform and new software for our system right now it is pretty crazy when you, you think about that now we've talked a lot about software and how you got started and, and all this but we haven't really talked about you know what the mix made is what praxidine is so uh, I, I guess uh, give me the you know the elevator pitch the investor pitch the uh, the sure. sales pitch of what is it that praxidine is and and what is it that makes the mix mate special well the so I just a real brief mix made is an automated chemical blending system. And the thing that's very unique about it is the modularity of the system, which uh, adds an exponential complication to the software side because really we can take an assortment of you know controls for pumps, scales, flow meters, our inductor, which has you know some, we got a couple of patents on different things, and and being able to take those components and apply them apply them to a specific job. So like one of the phone calls I had this morning was, can you do this? Well, it's kind of in a different realm than what we've applied the mix me, but yeah, it's kind of a, let's match the size of the valve and the size of the meter or the scale to the job and then connect it up to the electronics and the software that's got the flexibility to do that job. And so that's a very unique thing about Mixme. So, but, you know, largely we're seeing it in uh, crop production for blending chemicals for sprayers. That's kind of the big application, but it's getting out there into the turf market. So they're blending fertilizers and things for lawn and uh, aerial applicators and starting to get into a little industrial. So, that modularity of the software, which is very unique to our system, lets us go into all these other markets as well. We have had the mix made out at uh, some of the shows that we've already uh, been at this year, being Farm Fest uh, in, in southern Minnesota, mm -hmm. also Dakota Fest. Uh, we'll have it, I believe, at Husker Harvest Days as well. And I think we may have had it a few other places, too. Those are the ones I'm aware of off the top of my head. And the, the one thing that... Our customers that we have demoed this for have been very surprised by is really the ease of functionality and how it works and how you can essentially dial up a prescription and what you need on your on your tablet there and just start things going and 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 how it is able to process you know and pull your different chemical batches or whatever it is that you may need to be injecting so. Uh, I think the ease of use behind this is something when somebody first looks at it, they might go, oh, wow, that's way too complex for me. 
but yeah. when they, I think when they get into it, they, they find that ease uh, of use. Uh, do you have any any personal stories of anybody that you've demoed this for um, that 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 exact thing has happened where they they just looked at it and said, "Oh no, way too much for me," and then now they're they're totally <laughs> won over by it. Yeah, there was kind of a funny, that makes me think of kind of a funny story. It was actually I was at a turf show with a dealer, and um, there was this gentleman that had called me in the spring, and you know I started explaining this to him and over the phone and and it was just like he almost hung up on me. He says, "Oh, that's too complicated." Well, so then we're at this turf show, and I thought, you know, he might be there. So I contacted him again. I said, you know, I'm down here with this dealer and this was in the fall. And I said, if you don't mind, stop by and I want to show you this thing. And okay, I'm at the show. I'll come by. I'll see you. And he came and he went, he, he stopped and looked at it and we ran the demo and all this, you know, and, and, uh, then he went over to another brand of, pumps that you can set so they'll automatically stop and he went over and he got the demo there and and he came back and and i'm you know that we're in i mean we're 15 feet apart you know he got this other demo and he comes back over and he says i'm buying your system that's too complicated and you know it's just not (laughs) what you expect since it's got the tablet but it helps the operators you know so you set up the software it prompts the operator so you can just have perhaps a lower skill level operator, which helps a lot in a lot of cases actually do the mixing. And, and the thing that I look at and the real advantage behind this mix mate comes down to, uh, I guess the, uh, lack of better way to putting it, the exact way in which it operates. And when we were talking about some of the, mm-hmm. uh, different things that, that people are injecting, you know, into a, into a sprayer, you know, into their turf management program or, or whatever it may be. Uh, we're not talking about, well, you know, you buy a gallon of this for 20 bucks and, uh, you know, if you're off by a little bit, it's not a big deal. We're dealing with, you know, thousands upon thousands of dollars that people are, are, are spending the money on uh, to get right. the right mix and the right cocktail put together. And I, I think the mix made a, a huge advantage behind it is the fact that it is so exact and, and you don't have the over-application or the under-application of something, which essentially means that you're, you're more on and your input costs uh, aren't off because you over-mixed uh, 1,500 right. gallons of, of your sprayer by 5 ounces or 6 ounces. I mean, that's, that's a huge <laughs> thing about, about the mix made. Yeah, you know, and ten, those errors tend to accumulate over time. So day after day, people tend to put a little too much in or – yeah, that jug's about gone. Let's just dump the rest in. And things like that happen. I mean, they happen out there. And people are used to, uh, you know, having to calibrate flow meters uh, for all these chemicals, bulk chemicals. And that in our system, that's something that just comes calibrated. And you don't have to deal with that for all the different chemicals. But um, our inductor is unique in the industry. And you know, small plants, large plants, everything. And, and that's where some of our patents are at. It helps you with that. And like some of the farmers have said, I've heard this, I hear these things more than once. It'll be like, well, the expensive stuff comes in that jug. Nobody else helps me measure that out. And so that's, you know, one of the unique things. It, it just helps an operator do things accurately. 
And, and you talked earlier about the, the modularity of, of the MixMate, where if you've got, uh, if you need three different uh, inputs to come into it, you know, it comes pretty standard that. If down mm-hmm. the road you need to expand to four, five, six, seven, uh, you get the opportunity to do that. Now, we're talking just about the MixMate so far, but I have to admit, I have to imagine that is. Uh, that there are going to be changes coming in the future, and there's going to be some more growth with this product. What what are some of the things mm-hmm. that people could see coming down the road with the MixMate or, or maybe other product offerings that Praxodyne has? Yeah, well, I could maybe share some things that are on the realm kind of in the near term. Longer distance things I can't share yet at this point. But um, So right now we're working on all new software, um, we don't know exactly when this software is going to be ready because you just don't know how long these things are going to take. But we're shooting for next spring to add iOS as an option. So previously or currently we're uh, Android. And, um, you know, in agriculture here in the United States, at least, iOS is very popular. So the iPads are extremely popular with farmers. And so we're needing to fill that niche because some people won't, be ready for the system if it's Android only. They want that iOS, so they're working on the same platform. So that's coming. Uh, Along with that, we'll be doing API connections. So API is uh, actually stands for Application Programming Interface, which basically is uh, kind of a common language between two computer systems. So our mixed mates are cloud connected. So the data gets backed up in the cloud uh, to a server. And then our server will, with the API connection, talk to other systems. So it's going to be huge for these commercial applicators. Um, they're, they're going to take the advantage of this first. But where they could have, say, a work order in their system, it transfers through all the way down to the tablet on the mixed mate. You do the work, you know, you just pick that work order, hit go, it does the mixing, it prompts the operator to pick up a job and pour it. When they're all done, it sends that data all the way back. So your office systems get tied directly to your work in the field. And that's going to be a huge thing for especially larger companies that are implementing these software systems. And we're seeing a lot of that on the larger farms today where they need that kind of integration. So those things are coming very much in the near term, but we just put together a trailer that we went to the Maggie show here in um, uh, Bloomington, Illinois last week. And this trailer kind of has some concept things. And uh, one of the things we did was automatic start on the pump engines, on the gas engines. So we've been doing in a stationary plant running electric driven pumps for a while, but we hadn't ever run you know, started like your Honda pump engines. Um, And we did that and it worked really well. And I can see some real demand for that and people wanting that. So that's probably going to be a little higher on the to-do list to, you know, turn that into a production quality, you know, get the engineering done so we can put that out there. So that's a couple of things that are kind of on the horizon. 
Well, and I can tell you right now, when you talk about the, the API side of it, and that can be confusing for some people, uh, the way whenever, whenever I try to explain API to people, it's like, okay, think of somebody's Twitter feed, and you see that Twitter feed on somebody else's website. That's what API does. It, mm-hmm. pull, it pulls that information from here right. to there. Now, to go larger scale with this, and, and I just, I'm a sales guy, so I think of this, you know, this is the ultimate sales tool when I walk into, you know, ABC Co-op and they do custom application for all the farms around that area, that prescription is able to be mm-hmm. dialed in right there at that co-op, and they're going to send that information out there to that Android pad, wherever that, that sprayer setup is at, to say, right. this is exactly what the Danley Farms 80 acres on the south side of that river needs to have uh, on their bean field. This is the exact thing. So the, the human error part of it is taken out a little bit, and then you're talking about your cost of application goes down because of that. I I... I Uh, It gets me excited because when we go out and we talk to our customers, one of the things that you hear them complain about is the misapplication of things or the over-application or under-application. And and this allows to Mm -hmm. have essentially an expert put it together and the end-user operator uh, can focus on making sure they spray correctly and not that the the chemical mix or that cocktail that you're putting together uh, for that particular farm is, is accurate. You've got somebody else doing that. So uh, right. that's very exciting right. for the future of farming. Yeah. Even one of the features that's in MixMate now, uh, we call it our conditional rates. And this is also one of the patented features of MixMate. You can put, like in the demos that I do at the trade shows, I'll put in a condition of weed size and a condition of wind speed. Well, I can take those field conditions, the things that are happening in that field right now, today, at this minute, and have it adjust the rate of a product in the blend. So in the case of wind speed, I tie that back to a formula for the amount of a drift retardant that goes into the mix. So it's automatically adjusting that just because I knew what the wind speed was. And in the case of weed size, and in my example, and we do this on our farm, I might tie that, you know, like in a burn down application, when you start out in the spring, the weeds are a little small, but as you go along, you might need a little more of this product to kill that weed or even switch products. You know, the program is something that the condition of this, generally speaking, a weed, or maybe it's grass. And so maybe uh, from zero to one inch grass uh, is fine with the base mix, but let's say the grass is two inches tall. Well, now maybe we need to add some glyphosate to the mix to take that down. That could all be built into the formula of your prescription of your mix. And that operator only has to say, well, the grass is two inches tall today. Now what do I do? Well, the system calculates it for them and just does it or shows them what to do. It is an ex- exciting product. We're excited about it here at Ag Spray, Doug. Uh, I can't thank you much uh, enough, I should say, for coming on and talking to us on the podcast to tell us a little bit more about the MixMate. Uh, let our listeners know what, what do you have coming up, any shows you're going to, any demonstrations, or where can they go to find out more about Praxidine and MixMate? So Praxidine.com is our website. Uh, so if you search Mixmate or Praxidine, you know, that's going to come right up on your, in your browser right away. We, let's see, show's coming up. I think they're Ag Spray. I just talked to your guys yesterday at the Farm Progress show. Uh, they had a, had a demo in the booth. And so it's today at the Farm Progress show, which probably is too late on the progr- podcast comes out, but 
they said it was going to the, uh, I think it's the Ohio Farm Science Review yep. Show or something like that. They were going there with it. And uh, I think they're going to be at Husker Harvest Days. And so that's the couple that I know that Ag Spray is going to be at. Uh, we actually, I think the next show will be doing, they start probably in December where we're actually at like um, the Nebraska Power Show in December. Uh, we do the National Aerial Applicator Show that is in, I don't remember where it's at there. This year it's in Savannah, I believe, okay. the Aerial Applicator Show. And then during the winter, uh, we'll have be at Commodity Classic, the National Farm Machinery Show, those kind of major shows will be there. Iowa and Nebraska uh, shows, we'll pick those up as kind of maybe a regional show, but we try to do the more national shows ourselves. He is Doug Applegate of Praxidine, featuring the Mixmate. You can go online uh, and see all of their work at praxidine.com. It's kind of tough to spell. Uh, but if you just, like you said, if you Google Mixmate, um, you will come up with it. Praxidine is the way to spell it with an X. So Praxy, P-R-A-X-I-D-Y-N-E, uh, D-Y-N, pardon me. I'm going to screw it up anyway, too. So Praxidine, uh, you can find them uh, online there. And, and, and we thank Doug for coming on and talking a little bit about, uh, you know, what they have to offer and what they have coming up. And if you do want to check this, uh, the, the mix mate out, you just have to come to one of our booths that we've got uh, at some shows over the next couple of months here. Uh, we will be featuring it. And as always, if you want to find out more about it, always contact one of our, uh, locations and, and we'll be able to tell you more that is going to do it for me on this podcast thank you so much for sticking with us and uh well listening into today's podcast as in life and in pumping always remember to prime your pump you never want to run dry overheat or cause damage when you don't have to so stay efficient and work hard make sure your pump is prime this has been priming the pump from ag spray equipment